1997 called They Want Their Sting Back, But They Can't Have Him. Could Sky Blue topple the dominant Chris Statlander? And what's the status of the Don Callis family heading into their civil war of revolution? All that and more on this week's episode of Grapple Sauce. Hit it, Dave. Hey, Daver here. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, this guy's Chad. And Chandler's back as well. I'm so glad to be back. How we doing today, boys? Doing great. Oh, man. Uh, I had a really fun time uh, watching the Go Home episode of AEW Diamite. Uh yeah, uh, my favorite wrestler of all time did something really, really cool uh, that we'll get to. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, really that, loved the catch it. to Osprey handshake was so awesome. I know exactly. I was on, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat, Dave. Yeah. I know what oh, you're talking about. I, I thought you were referring to uh, Chris Jericho coming out as Lionheart again. Oh, oh I popped big. I was. I remember. <laughs> I remember Lionheart. Uh. It was kind of cool. He had uh, Rob Zombie uh, for his music. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be too mean on Chris Jericho because I think he went out there with good intentions. It just didn't end up as what they were hoping for, I think. But we'll get to that in due time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in the meantime, before we get into Dynamite, uh, do we have any uh, W? or uh wwe uh news chandler that you've uh come across in the past week or so big elimination chamber just happened over the weekend i mean what's funny is everyone who you thought was gonna win won so becky lynch won drew mcintyre won all champs retained so it's kind of a boring average show i only watched the men's chamber match and it was only because my friend, who's a very casual fan, I think I've only shown him the Royal Rumble this year and the Swerve and Hangman Deathmatch, right? So he's only seen a little bit. He wanted to watch the Chamber because Logan Paul was in it. So Logan Paul, in some way, is a bit of a draw, which I think is interesting. Like, he's he's awesome. He's excellent to watch. He's entertaining. So I don't blame him. But... Yeah, I keep getting hooked. I, I keep watching his podcast uh, whenever he has like big wrestlers on it because he keeps getting good names. And uh, he's like begrudgingly, I'm like, darn, he's really good. I kind of don't want to like him, but I kind of really do. Dave, you uh, you want to know who he's most likely going to fight at WrestleMania, who they set up at Elimination Chamber? Logan Paul? Yeah. Um, can I guess? Yeah. Uh, Dominic Randall Keith Orton oh he's gonna viper it up Logan Paul basically cost him in the chamber and that that's always sets up to a match at Mania which I was really hoping for LA Knight to beat Logan Paul for his championship I thought A that'd be excellent promos and B it'd be a great victory for LA Knight but they're doing LA Knight versus AJ Styles which like Four years ago, I'd be excited about, but I don't know. AJ Styles hasn't really had a good WrestleMania match since I hate saying this. Like, it, it hurts saying this. AJ Styles has had one good WrestleMania match, and it was against Shane McMahon. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. 
But like the Chris Jericho one sucked. Shinsuke Nakamura was very disappointing. Like, yeah, people got their expectations up too much, but like all I've heard about was their match at the Wrestle Kingdom was fantastic and it wasn't great. The Edge one was a letdown. The Randy Orton one was a letdown. The Undertaker one was okay, but it was also cinematic, so it was just smoke and mirrors. So I'm not I'm not too hyped for this one, unfortunately. When did he fight Brock Lesnar? That wasn't a mania. That was Survivor Series. Yeah, that, that was really good. That was Brock Lesnar's tradition of, all right, I'll pull it out the back for Survivor Series. He had a fantastic match with AJ Styles, a fantastic match with Brian Danielson. So he, he pulled it out know. with some literal guys. I don't know who this guy is you're talking about. Daniel Bryan. No, the other guy. Yes. AJ Styles? The, oh, the, the 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 other guy, yeah. the UFC champion. Yeah, AJ Styles had a great one-on-one match at Survivor Series 2018. I can't remember who he fought, but it was really good. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask you what they were doing with uh, LA Knight, but you uh, kind of beat me to it there. Uh. I don't know. I kind of feel I don't, you know, I don't know much about WWE or what they're doing, but I get the impression that they often don't push him when or how they should. Is that a fair assessment? LA Knight? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with LA Knight, or I quite like him. He's very entertaining. He's not the most dynamic wrestler, so that's a little bit of an issue, but he he covers himself up in the ring or on the mic, so that kind of matters. He's also a little old. Like not old old, but he's like 40? Yeah, for for an athlete, that's kind of past your prime. So it it kind of makes sense why they don't want to push him to the moon cuz they might only have him for a couple of years. I mean, Randy Orton's the same age and he has a back injury that's so bad he's shake he's shaky on whether he'll come back or not. John Cena's never gonna be as good as he once was. He's at a point where he's just gonna have like an okay match and that's it. So but I think LA Knight should have like one good run with a good title, but we'll see when that happens. There's kind of a lot of other moving parts right now in WWE. Like he shouldn't take the big title off of Roman. He shouldn't take the big title off of Seth. He shouldn't take the IC title off of Gunther. Who is? Uh, you know, it's like they could tell any story for me. Like, even when they were just talking about Jey Uso, I was like, that would be so cool if they did Jey Uso and Gunther at Mania and Jey Uso won it. I think that'd be perfect for him. Uh, seems like they're heating up Chad Gable. I think oh, Chad cool. Gable could work. I think Sheamus could work. Like, there's plenty of options, but they kind of drop the ball with these people. Like, Gunther's such a special person that they can put anyone in a feud with him, and it elevates both of them. So Gunther keeps rising, and he's bringing, like, Sheamus and Chad Gable and even The Miz up with him. Like, The Miz is a babyface right now, and he's over because of Gunther. That's how good this guy is. He made the Miz baby face and over. Uh, I, I'd like to see my boy Sami Zayn get in there. I think that'd be a cool match. 
I don't know what he's doing. Like, that's a big question mark is what's Sami Zayn doing at Mania? Because a lot of the pitches are inserting him into a match that he doesn't really belong in. But if they did uh, Sami Zayn Gunther solo at Mania, I think that would work. And I've got a pitch for you. I'm listening. Sammy and Johnny Knoxville too. I actually didn't like that match that much. What? I'm I, the I only thought you would have loved that. I'm the only human being that was like, I kind of want like some, and I was mad that Sami Zayn didn't win. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to kick Knoxville's head off and win. Straight out Steve-O. I like Steve-O. I, I see his uh, podcast tips a lot. And like, it'll be like a, like, run it back. But other than that, I think WWE, it's like, it's weird because we're in the WrestleMania season, but it's still pretty quiet because it's like, oh, hey, that match that the leakers have been saying it's going to happen. Well, they're, they're, they're building to it. So it's like, yeah, we're getting Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch, which will be great. I'm not saying like, it'll be bad, but I'm saying the matches that they we've known they've been building to they're happening. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Fun stuff. Uh, shoot. AEW realm. Um, they have, Applied for another trademark called Di- uh, Dynasty. Ooh. Uh, and we got uh, Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, apparently getting sources from Warner, Warner Discovery saying it will indeed be a pay-per-view uh, in April. So uh, we'll see. I think that will... Uh, be a good move in a way um in the way that you know more pay-per-views storylines will have to uh progress better Mm -hmm. uh with more thought um but the only downside uh that's gonna start costing a lot of money yeah (laughs) true at least when uh wwe was doing like two pay-per-views a month it was all on the network, so it was like ten bucks a month. So AEW get a streaming deal, <laughs> please. I want to yeah. watch them all, but I cannot afford it. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that would be good if they had another pay per view because there's a lot of it's admittedly fan bucking, but it's kind of like reasonable fan bucking. It's not like my fan booking where it's like Takeshita walks in and wins the title, right? It's like. Okay, you should have Hangman Adam Page hold the title and Swerve should take the title off of him. And a lot of people were saying, okay, Page wins the title at double or nothing. And then, like, this happens at all in. But if there's another pay per view in between, you could have Adam Page win it then, or you could have Joe retain again. That way, at double or nothing, it's either Joe and Swerve or Page and Swerve. And either way, Swerve walks out champion. Like, it, it's, yeah. it would be nice to have another pay per view in the middle to build up this kind of stuff yeah they could do a few more like transitional style champions too like some quicker title changes yeah i'm uh, i'm all for it um i mean shit it's gonna cost a lot but i'm gonna order it (laughs) maybe here's a bold prediction right right we'll say unfortunately young bucks win the titles at revolution right well, they'll need a good challenger at this dynasty pay-per-view. 
What if it's Sting's dynasty, his sons tag teaming to fight the Young Bucks? The sons of Sting. And they're going for the hot tag. They're like, come on, bro. I'm right here. I want it. (laughs) I'm not going to say no. Maybe we'll get the. They've been secretly. They've been secretly training for like a year and a half. For this. (laughs) They all. This is so planned out. All of it. Just one match. They've choreographed every square inch of it. Well, it's like Logan uh, Paul. He he supposedly wrestles the matches he has on pay-per-view like 10 or 15 times, which, like, that's fine. Savage did that. Yeah. Logan Paul's matches are amazing and intricate. I wouldn't want to freaking do that on the fly. They don't feel... Like, you can tell sometimes matches are choreographed, like people are waiting around to be hit by a move. I wouldn't say Logan Paul's feel like that, so... What I know, there's some big visa issues with a lot of CMLL guys, so that kind of puts that invasion story to rest. Yeah, what a shame. Hopefully, they can get that resolved fairly quickly, but it could take months to get that uh, reapplied for work visas and all that. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And then our beloved Meat Madness match isn't happening. We'll have to wait just a little bit longer. But due to injury, which I'm sure it's injury of people that haven't been announced for it, um, it's now an all-star scramble match. So it added Hook, Brian Cage, Jericho, the three clowns we already knew about, which were Hobbs, Lance Archer, and Wardlow, and then two more people that are TBD, one of them's on Rampage. It's Matt Seidel versus a CMO guy named Magnus. And then it's a match on Collision. It's Dante Martin, Brian Keith, and Penta, right? Mm-hmm. Any bets? Any side bets? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a prop bet for our uh, prediction for Revolution. I got Spoiler, another. But yeah. Brian Keith takes it all. Ooh. He beats Wardlow? Wardlow's push is canceled again. No! What are the rules? What are the rules for it? Scramble some eggs in the fastest time possible? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. A pin over the top rope. It doesn't say Battle Royal. We'll figure that out on the pay-per-view. I think they're going to figure it out on the pay-per-view. Yeah, I think they are. Hey, at least we got Hook and Cage off of the pre-show. That's true. Am I right? I think I think their uh, fight will be better because of it. Hopefully. Yeah, they could. Uh, they can get a little more heat, and, uh, a little more drama added to it, and you know, finish it later on. <laughs> they can finish their story. Oh, at another time. Yeah. Yep. As long as they don't break Hulk Hogan's record. No, no, no. No one's gonna do that anytime soon. What if Cody breaks yeah. Hogan's record and we're just sitting here like, whoa, stop it! 
<laughs> Give us a normal title reign. I love Cody. I don't think he should hold the title that long. Unless Nobody he like, should. Yeah, especially these days. That was a di- that was a genuinely different era of wrestling. People's yeah. attention spans aren't that long anymore. Yeah, we're Dude, all the- squirrel. Exactly. You're not going to tolerate almost beating it with Roman and then someone else actually doing it. Two champions in what four years? Yeah, five. Well, yeah, that at that point it would be like seven years total. At that point, you might as well have just had Reigns beat San Martino's record. Like it was the closest you would have gotten. But that's a different yeah. discussion for a different day. Today we're talking about dynamity. What happened? Uh, we started off with Hangman Page hobbling to the ring on crutches. He apparently got hurt from a muscle buster uh, reversal from Samoa Joe. Uh, he says winning the belt in 2021 was the biggest accomplishment in his career. It And he meant it when he said the match at Revolution should be a singles match. But he got the... Wrong two people. Uh, he says at Revolution he will not be able to compete. That's when Swerve's music hits. He comes to the ring with Nana. Swerve says, uh, the last six months, uh, they've been to war. He said he targeted Paige because of everything Paige accomplished in AEW. And he had the utmost respect of that. Uh, he said he can't escape destiny, and his is to go on to be AEW world champion. Uh, Joe's, uh, Samoa Joe's music hits. He walks up to the ramp and says, um, a lot of lies are being told out here. Allow me to correct them. Uh, he calls Paige, uh, hop along. <laughs> Uh, he says he's going to whip both of their asses. Uh, Swerve brings up the bad things he's done in the past. Says Joe should go back to commentary and wear a poncho. Uh, he says he's on the verge of making history. Uh, I thought he was talking see. to Adam Page for that. So I was just assuming of something I missed. I completely forgot Samoa Joe was on commentary for a bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's way better than I thought. Sorry, continue. I love I love watching you in real time. I I I thought he was talking about Adam Page. I was like, oh, was there a point where Page was injured like early on, or they just didn't care about him? So like, all right, you're on commentary. Or a poncho, silly cowboy. But oh, it's about Joe Samoa Poncho. Oh. Uh, he says he's on the verge of making history, and at Revolution, he will become AEW World Champion. He says, whose house? Swerve's house. Uh, then Paige hit Swerve with a crutch. Uh, he swerved Swerve, man. He's not even hurt. Uh, it was all a trick. We're still going to get that three-way match at Revolution. Uh, man, I, I don't completely 
I liked how they did it, but man, what? Hear me out. What if they would have milked it until the bell rang for the match, or like even Paige sold it for a minute or two, and then just pulled out a move or did something dastardly, like ha ha ha, I'm not even hurt. Like he's would able that have had to, more effect. He's able to. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna leave the match. I'll fight on valiantly and. You know, Swerve kind of underestimates him. He kind of hobbles to the outside and then hits a perfect buckshot lariat like five seconds in to get a like cheap shot on Swerve. You know, that could have been better, but I, as soon as he was like, I will not be completing at Revolution, I was like, okay, sure. Like, I didn't believe him for a second. So, although it would have been Swerve could have swerved him if he just didn't come up for the interruption. Uh well I guess that I'm just yeah. gonna leave and not be in the match then. Sorry. My favorite <laughs> part about this was Samoa Joe. I thought he was pretty damn good, as always. And then Swerve is entertaining. I was kind of surprised because Paige has been getting booed mostly and he was getting some cheers. So I was like, wow, they're pretty hyped for Adam Page. And then Swerve came out and I was like, no, they're being kind to Adam Page. They're hyped for Swerve. So I thought that was pretty interesting just to kind of note the difference, but yeah, fine, fine intro. Again, I'm, I'm hyped for this match. It's my, I think it's my second most hyped. No, third most hyped match. I would say. Let's see. Uh, Orange Cassidy's number one. Uh, Oh, I forgot about Tony storm. Okay. Fourth most hyped match. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Should be. uh... Should be pretty darn good. Um, yeah, after that, we get Nicholas and Matthew Jackson arriving in their limo. They walk in the building and run into Renee. Uh, she asks about meeting with Ric Flair, and Nick says it went great. Uh, Matthew wants to find Sting to thank him and to conduct his Exit interview with the bats. <laughs> white bats. Dude, Symbolism. I love it. The white bats, man. Oh, uh, good stuff. Uh, after that, uh, we get a recap of the Brian Danielson June Akiyama match, uh, which brings us to the next match we have here. Uh, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Claudio versus FTR and Eddie Kingston. Uh, first time ever teaming with FTR for Eddie Kingston on this one. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, we get uh, Eddie uh, and Danielson starting out, we think, until Danielson uh cowardly or rather uh to play mind games with eddie tags out to claudio immediately before they hook up uh dax harwood and danielson have a really good uh chemistry on the mat good mat work good chain wrestling uh really good stuff we get cash and moxley brutally slapping and chopping and forearms and headbutts like i was like man are they like really mad at each other uh it was good stuff 
they got pulled apart at one point. Then we got a big brawl out of that. Uh, super fun. Crowd really into it. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other during picture in picture. We got Danielson holding cash in uh, the beginning of a Romero special. His legs were in the lock, uh, but Moxley uh, punched him uh, when he was almost in the Romero special. Uh, no way to fight back. We got Cash in a leg lock, uh, but Dax comes up and stomps Moxley's fingers to break the hold. We got Dax uh, tries to. Uh, Cover Moxley over and over. We got a crossbody, uh, all kinds of stuff. Then we get a tiger driver from Dax to Moxley, only a two count. Uh, Eddie project uh, protects uh, Dax at one point on the outside, uh, kind of gets in an argument with uh, uh, John Moxley. Uh, I wrote down here, extra stiff match. Uh, they were all hitting really hard. We got Danielson uh, does a diving headbutt to Dax's shoulder while Moxley and Claudio hold him down. Uh, Kingston and Danielson chop each other. Uh, Eddie <laughs> uh, gets his eyes poked by Danielson. Uh, Eddie chops him even harder. Uh, Moxley and Eddie lock up and punch and kick each other. Uh, Claudio does a giant swing drop kick combo with Danielson, then a catapult to Eddie, uh, right into Moxley, who kicks him in the head. Uh, then Moxley gives Eddie a pile driver, then Danielson covers, but Dax uh breaks up the pin. We got Eddie hitting a back fist on Danielson. Then uh, FTR do the uh, Steinerizer uh, from the top rope on Danielson. Uh, we get a pin, uh, but Moxley and Claudio break it up. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club do their elbows, and then we get three sleeper holds at one time. Uh, FTR and Eddie... Uh, machine gun chop the Blackpool Combat Club over and over. Uh, FTR do the shatter machine to Claudio. Moxley hits the paradigm shift to Cash. Dax does a brain buster to Moxley. Danielson gives Dax a Basaiku knee. Then Danielson suplexes and knees Eddie and kicks him uh, in the head. And then Danielson gets a triangle sleeper on Eddie. Uh, Eddie passes out. Uh, yeah, that was a good 22 minute match full of violence. Yeah, really loved it. Uh, how do you feel about that, Chad? Good match. I loved it. Maybe it went a little long for me for a TV match. Uh, but yeah, it was hot. It was really good. Uh, my favorite part of the whole match though was one point when Eddie was in the ring with all three of the BCC guys, and I was like, well, he's got like really complex history with each and every single one person in here. Uh, so I, I don't know, like the, uh, the layers of the storytelling for me have been just the most interesting part. Uh, but of course, you know, I love the crazy violence too. And, um, 
we're going to get more of it at Revolution. I don't know how they're going to keep stepping it up. I'm surprised they haven't added any weird stipulations or anything to this yet. Uh, how, how are you feeling about it, Chandler? Especially for that FTR BCC match. I feel like that one really needs a stipulation, but they can always add something on Collision. I hate to be the Debbie Downer here. Nothing really worked for me on this show except for the first segment and the last segment. I just kind of thought this match was too long. It kind of bored me. Like, it wasn't bad, obviously, but I'm just personally not super interested in, like, most of these guys right now. Like, I I feel like they're kind of lukewarm to me, but uh, it was fine. I mean, I always appreciate Danielson. He was fantastic in this, and then him getting to choke out Eddie. That'll add heat for the match on Sunday. Ooh, can he do that again? I'll... All he has to do is do that, and he can win the titles. That's the story they'll tell, and then Kingston will win, but we'll get there when we get there, right? Yeah. It was funny, right, as the, like, I think there were two commercial breaks in this match. Uh, Right as we were going into the first one, like, one of the BCCs did something, and one of the commentators, like, I couldn't even tell which one because you were doing a voice where they're like, that was mean. <laughs> and I was just like, did someone get the mic and say that? Like, I don't know why. Like, why would you just call that? I know it's commercial. They can be a little silly, but you got to be a little professional. Uh, man, uh, Taz and Excalibur are known for going off the cuff, man. They were, they had a, fun time on dark when they were together yeah uh, th- them on commentary having fun was like a big part of that experience Nothing yeah they better. get weird they get weird when they're like <laughs> not really uh yeah That's good fun. stuff yeah 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 um but yeah it was a pretty long match uh it probably could have gone another like uh a few minutes less uh i'm glad you two liked it It, it's just it might have been my mood going in you know that this dynamite didn't really work for me but again i would say that first promo pretty dang good and then the the final segment was obviously the best part on the show so it was was just kind of the matches in between that weren't my favorite yeah uh yeah fair enough uh next up we get renee with chris jericho uh, they're talking about his match with uh, Atlantis Jr. from the CMLL. Uh, Chris Jericho has a long history with his father, Atlantis Sr. They uh, team together. Uh, Atlantis Sr. was Chris Jericho's uh, tag partner, mentor, friend. Uh, Jericho requested the match with Atlantis Jr. Uh and he wanted to repay the favor that was given to him uh, so many years ago. Uh, he said he could give him a few lessons in violence. Um, and then he says uh, something in Spanish. I didn't get all of it. <laughs> so I something about kinda, Ocho. I wasn't paying attention, but it was pretty generic. Like, I'm going to beat you, Atlantis Jr. I'm better than you. I'm the Ocho. I speak a little bit yeah. of Spanish, so I was like, yep. kind of. But I was like, it's a Chris Jericho promo. My my brain's already lolling over. You can't go <laughs> to another language and expect me to still pay attention. But my only note sure. for this segment was he looked like he just finished wrestling. 
Yeah. Like, like he looks like he just ended his match, and now he's the main event. So that was also kind of my like dread. I was like, and it's a Jericho main event. That's what we're ending with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be coming up a little later. Um, at least we're getting the Lionheart. Uh, so all in all, we what we wanted was him to go away for like two months, right? At least, yeah, reinvent himself, take it to you know, give it a break, make, make it to where we wanted him back. You yeah. know what I mean? Have people ask, like, oh, where's where's Chris Jericho? What's he been up to? Like, oh, he's taking a little break. He's touring with Fozzie, but he should be background double or not. Like, give people something to look forward to. And I hate to say it, this match didn't give me anything to look forward to. Um, he didn't reinvent himself to a new degree, like he, you know, he's his old persona. If we're recycling Jericho match, gimmicks, bring back the list of Jericho. At least that was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he did have the uh, what was it called? The lexicon of the champion in AEW. Yeah, that was a real brief thing. Did he go, <laughs> you just made the lexicon? Uh, no. Oh. I think he just briefly like mentioned it. As a like, it was thing. like a line in a promo, and then he was like, oh, I didn't get over, I'll never mention it again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, uh, I, I kind of want him to bring back the wizard. Yeah, yeah, throwing fireballs oh, and stuff, shoot a fireball in your face. <laughs> All of that, like earlier AEW stuff, <laughs> maybe like two and a half years ago. Yeah, because I'm a wizard, baby. Throw a fireball yeah. in your face. Sure. Yeah, it was sure. good. It was, it was okay. It'll probably I didn't be hate him than, back then. It'll probably be better than what we're getting now. You know, if he won with a, a fireball in the face, I would have liked that. That would have been cool. That was when uh, Action Andretti beat him, right? Around yeah. that era. And look at what <laughs> it did for him. Uh, yeah, yeah. He He made it. Um, so after that, we get Tony Schiavone in the ring, uh, introducing Will Ospreay, who is all elite, uh, officially done with his obligations. Uh, I'm pretty sure he called the crowd a bunch of cheeky shags. <laughs> He's pretty, he can get away with it. Love it. Love that. Um, he said he took a 10 day holiday in Barbados, uh, got pissed with his wife or with the missus, uh, lost his bags, but they got found. Uh, he says it's not his first rodeo in AEW. He beat Orange Cassidy. He beat Kenny Omega and he beat Chris Jericho at all in and Wembley. Uh, things are going smoothly with the Don Callis family. Uh, at this point, Don Callis and the rest of the family come out, uh, minus Kyle Fletcher, who also has visa troubles. Uh, let's see, Don says no matter who wins at Revolution, the Don Callis family is the real winner. Uh, he tells 
them to shake hands. Uh, they do, but Takeshita pulls Osprey in. Then they get heated, and the crowd chants Osprey. Uh, yeah, we'll see, man. I wonder wonder who's going to win that in their debut match. <laughs> oh, I bet you can guess my prediction. I bet you can guess it, viewers at home. Leave it in the comment section down below. Put who you think I will think wins that match, and then watch that prediction video and see my actual prediction. But I thought this this promo segment was fine. A good introduction of Osprey, even though he's already been introduced. But like this is official, so it's different. And it was exactly how you think it would be: is that there's a little tension brewing in the Don Callis family, and it's all about this match. Maybe this match wasn't as good idea as Don Callis thought, but. That's the whole point, and it'll either turn Osprey babyface or just get him out of the Callus family, like either or. Yeah, I kind of want. Oh, go ahead. I kind of want Hobbs to uh, uh, break off with Osprey and Fletcher and form a new United Empire in AEW. That'd be fun. Yeah. I just, I want something to be done with Takeshita, and I think after this Osprey match, nothing will, so I hope I'm wrong, but, I mean, to be fair, Swerve lost it all in, and then, like, a week or two later, he came out and challenged Hangman Adam Page, so, these people can lose and come back from them, it's just, will they come back from them? Oh, I think Takeshita can, like, he's probably gonna put on, like, a 10-star match with Osprey. Oh, world's <laughs> He'll come back for me. I'm saying, will he do anything, right? Like, will he win a title? Will he have a program? Will he have a feud? Because he just needs to be on TV and have matches. That's all he needs to do, and they're not even doing that. So, someone, not as much as I would like them. I need to put him with maybe another really good mouthpiece, uh, kind of sell his goods, uh, yeah, not Don Callis. Someone, someone new. I don't want to break him apart, but what if like Ricky Starks and Takeshita? Ooh, yeah. Huh. If Ricky Starks doesn't defect to the WWE. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. His contract's up this year, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know. QTV can... didn't go over to the Fed, and I thought that was a surefire one. So. Yeah. They can call him Bearcat. Takeshita. Big uh, Adam Cole manage him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, after that, we get Renee trying to interview Eddie Kingston, but the Young Bucks lock up. Nicholas says he's got a bone to pick with Eddie. On collision, he was talking crap. Uh, next time it'll be a fine. Matthew says Eddie needs to work on his presentation. Uh, tells him to get a sports coat, uh, not to wear Timberlands and sweatpants. Uh, and then Matthew asks Nicholas if they need to implement a dress code. Uh, oh yeah, they're looking for Sting too. Uh, throughout the night uh yeah 
pretty cool stuff. Eddie didn't get to say anything, but I like how they have the young bucks kind of uh, sprinkled in more than one time. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Tell, trying to tell a story. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like this uh, episode-long thread. Like, I feel like WCW used to do that a lot back in the day. Uh, WWE still does sometimes. Uh, it's cool. Well, they feel it like it. Yeah, it provides some continuity, and yeah, it's it made it really entertaining for me. Is kind of one of my favorite parts of this this episode was just those weird little pop ups, and uh, I really like how the uh, the EVPs are kind of growing into that role, uh, like. I think we all had that same thought when they first came out is like, Oh, wait and see, but I'm kind of into it now. I guess what I'd heard was they, uh, they didn't want to debut, like come back as quickly as they did, but um, they were sort of rushed into it because sting asked them to be the last opponents. So uh, they, they had other plans to do the whole EVP thing. So kind of neat. Interesting. I wonder where it would all have gone in the end, but I'm liking it now. I mean, I like when they came out and they were just the young bucks and it was going to be slightly angry young bucks against Sting and Darby. I didn't like that, but they're not just the young bucks. They're, they're different. They feel completely different. They're smarky heels. They're douchebags, but they're doing it so well that it's entertaining. I mean, renaming their move to the EVB trigger like requesting and demanding they're called AEW EVPs, Matthew Nicholas Jackson. Like it's all working. It's all funny. And these little tidbits that they threw out in the entire show, it really helped the ending when they were big baddies and they were overtaken by sting. So it was probably like, again, the young bucks and sting and Darby were the best part about this show. Even Ric Flair was campy, but fun at the end. Like it was all worked. Yeah. Can we just yeah, talk 30. about that? Do we need to talk about all this middle stuff? I feel like you know. If I just told you Orange Cassidy had an open challenge for the international title on Dynamite before the pay-per-view, who do you think won? Uh, well, right. they did change the match graphic to Nick Wayne versus Roddy Strong. Oh, wait, no, that didn't happen. Well, it was done. Okay, I don't know if we're on it next, but I was mad because they announced it earlier in the show. It was like Orange Cassidy versus Nick Wayne. And then they were like, oh, no, 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 no. It's an open challenge. And then Nick Wayne came out. Weird. Yeah. Anyways, is that where we're on? Or was there another segment that I forgot about? No, we're there. We made it. Uh, good to see Nick Wayne. Uh, local local guy for us, anyway, kind of. Uh, Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him live before he was in AEW multiple times so um yeah he's, good job to him he's fun to watch it was i'm glad that he took the challenge or had the match or whatever like he was a good pick and i liked how commentary was so they like oh could you imagine someone else in the patriarchy having a title could you imagine like it was fun and silly and i'll always like the patriarchy yeah yeah christian would never let that stand exactly <laughs> Christian would just be um, Christian two belts. Exactly. Oh, yeah. He would just have Nick Wayne relinquish it to him. It would be Christian two championships, probably not Christian two belts, but that would that would work. I think that would be funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Let's see. They make a point to tell us that all of Orange Cassidy's friends are hurt. Uh, yeah, Nick Wayne's only 18, too. That's incredible. I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, it's like that. Sorry. It's like that dang Julia Hart, only like 22 and already a champ. God, I hate him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Nick Wayne doing a moonsault off the turnbuckle on Orange Cassidy onto the floor. Uh, Orange Cassidy rolls away from Nick Wayne, but Nick Wayne said F that and just dived on Orange Cassidy anyway. Uh, Christian gets involved in the match, uh, knocks Orange Cassidy, uh, almost off the turnbuckle. The ref uh, ejects the patriarchy. Uh, Orange Cassidy does a swinging DDT to Nick Wayne, covers for two. Nick Wayne does a uh, really nice fisherman's suplex uh, with a high bridge, cover for two. Orange Cassidy stomps Nick Wayne down. Then a running PK. Nick Wayne uh, kicks out of the beach break somehow. Uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett show up to ringside, but Trent and Rocky Romero run to fight them back. Uh, looks like they're okay. Um, then Nick Wayne pulls off a turnbuckle pad. But Garcia comes out to distract Nick Wayne long enough for Orange Cassidy to hit Orange or the Orange Punch for the win. Uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, Roderick Strong hits Orange Cassidy with a running knee, and then Trent and Rocky Romero run him off. Um, yeah, man, like a chicken shit little heel, man. Uh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want him to win the effing belt. He doesn't deserve it. Get used to it. I thought mm. it was interesting how this whole story is. Orange Cassidy has been alone. They're separating him from all his friends. But now his friends are okay. So I guess it doesn't matter. They didn't matter that they took him. Which is making them look worse. Because they can't even take out the best friends. They can't even do that. How are they going to take out the acclaimed or Jay White? Or how did they take out MJF? This makes, ah, I hate this group every day. Every television show, they make me hate them worse. But yeah, I, I even feel like Wardlow's a little separated out of them now. Like, good. Wardlow Island. Yeah. If, if Adam Cole wheels down for the All Star scramble, it's going to make it worse. I want it. I want Wardlow to be the only like UK member in that match, and I just want him to tear ass. I want him to rip through everyone and just pin everyone. If it's a elimination, like like push Wardlow to the moon right now. Even though like you're already pushing the swerve, like it's kind of complicated. But like we'll do like a six person stack and just pin them all at once. Yeah, I'd be hyped. I want that. Uh, yeah, Wardlow's the only cool part of 
the undisputed kingdom but even that man the, the meat madness match not being called that took a little momentum away he's well, still just, gonna be in a match but yeah. it's still like it wasn't what we guy. he just can't catch a break no no especially after no. that promo he had the other week yeah it was a great was like, one He's back, baby. Uh, wah, wah. I've been I've, I've been interested in Wardlow just because I think he's got an interesting move set and I think he's got a great look and I haven't seen him in the past in AEW. I'm at a fairly fresh mindset with him, but I liked him a lot. But that promo that he had was changing a lot of other people's minds because a lot of the other podcasts that I watched were like, oh, Wardlow sucks. He's not doing anything. And then he cut that promo and they're like, where's this been? Like, you've had that in the tank and you just didn't cut it so i hope i think they'll just have wardlow be so dominant we'll forget about all this like it'll be dominant but good yeah not he just not... he just needs some higher profile people though i mean squashing jobbers kind of gets old real fast well maybe that's why like jericho's in it maybe jericho will do a job i mean hobbs is in it you know maybe you don't want a job out hobbs like who takes that pin if there's if there's only one like Jericho would be a good answer just because he's got that name value. Brian Keith. <laughs> I feel like he's already done that. We've already seen that match. Yeah, he can't be the guy they keep putting in the uh multi-man matches to eat the pin, I guess. Uh Matthew Seidel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a theory. Every multi-man match that Trent Barretta's win, and he'll always win it. So if he if he was in this match, it'd be over for Wardlow. Oh, He'd be no. pinning Wardlow. True. But at least on the match, it was nice to see Nick Wayne in a singles match. Like that's still fun. It doesn't happen often in yeah. AEW. So yeah, um, yeah. I really don't want Roderick to win that belt. Orange Cassidy has proven himself to be a badass and uh i respect his title reign uh wasn't so sure when he re uh regained the belt uh again but yeah he uh he's a workhorse yeah in my mind it was definitely well he was having a lot of like so so matches but then he had that match with ishii i loved that match and then he had the match with the it wasn't for the title, but that match with Taven was still pretty good. Like yeah. that helped both of them, but that didn't help this story. It made Orange Cassidy look better, and it made me go, "Oh, this Matt Taven guy is pretty good." But that's about it. It didn't make Roderick Strong look good, and that's who should look good. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. After that, we get Renee with the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. She says uh, they're really gelling. Uh, Jay White uh, was apprehensive, but now he's all in on the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Uh, Billy asks uh, Max about the rap last uh, collision, and he goes, uh, uh, he asks if anyone noticed. <laughs> yep, uh, everyone did. What was the rap? I didn't hear it. He messed up. Oh, Live. he did. Yeah, or, that, well, that, it, it almost sounded like his mic got cut too. He mentioned about being mad at management, and it almost looked like they cut his mic. 
I'll have to check that out. That's it. Well, I mean, you know, maybe again, I think this is like when the group started, it was like, oh, it's going to be this big feud of the Bang Bang Scissor Gang versus the Devil Dumpling Gang. But then they were like, oh, Adam Cole's injured and they're not really that serious right now. Like, no one can really take them serious. And these guys are way too over. So the Devil Dumpling Gang somehow pinned them that would kind of suck. So we'll just have them together still. And I bet you they were promised a lot and they're not getting a lot. I mean, when's the last time they defended their trios title? Even that. Right. Um, yeah. Then Austin, uh, wants, uh, to have a match Austin and the acclaimed on collision, Uh, but Anthony Bowens, but Anthony Bowens suggests the acclaimed in Austin. Okay. Uh, okay. Everyone's down. Uh, <laughs> Jay White says because everybody loves the acclaimed. Uh, guns up. Anthony Bowens was uh, visibly touched that Jay White said the line. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're gonna keep it going for a little bit. Uh, Another okay week. With it. Ooh, this, I don't know, this hurt, man. This is affecting my anxiety more than the Cody Rhodes story. Like, I'm like, it'll be any week now that these bastards turn on the acclaimed and poor Billy Gunn. Yeah, uh, I think I think this will be perfect for the uh, Dynasty pay per view. Yeah, for, for that to uh, culminate. What if? Okay, okay. Here's a here's an out there prediction that has absolutely no backing. But what if the main point of the Dynasty pay-per-view is to merge some Ring of Honor titles with some other titles? Ooh, I'd be down for that. Perfect. Yeah, it know. needs to happen. They're they're building that pretty well with this trios title feud. They haven't done that, but like you could see. Here's the thing: that's the problem with having the Ring of Honor tag titles on the United Kingdom. Is a I already forgot they were on them, and B you wouldn't have like would you have the bucks beat them or would you have them beat the bucks i believe the bucks beat them i i would have the bucks beat them but then it's making them look worse so mm-hmm. all right move on I, this that plan doesn't work because <laughs> it, it's uh... oh fair enough uh let's see after that we get uh chris statlander with stokely hathaway and willow versus sky blue uh accompanied by julia hart uh pretty aggressive start uh we get a big beal to sky blue from statlander statlander kips up after sky blue pulls her down twice uh statlander blocks a tiaris from sky blue and just throws it on the mat. Uh, Statlander throws Sky Blue over the barricade onto quote-unquote fans. Uh, Sky gives Statlander a neckbreaker and a cover for two. Statlander gives Sky Blue a German suplex on the apron. Julia gets in Statlander's face, but Willow blocks her. Uh Statlander charges Sky Blue, but Sky Blue does a drop toe hold, and Statlander uh, crashes into the steel steps. 
Then Sky Blue does a nice Canadian destroyer to Statlander and covers for two. Man, that thing looked good. Uh, Statlander hit a blue thunder bomb uh, to Sky, covers for two. Statlander is visibly frustrated at this point. Uh, Stokely tries to hand Statlander a chain, but she won't take it. Julia ends up hitting Statlander with the T, uh, TBS title. Uh, Sky uh, hits the code blue on Statlander for the win. Uh, I think she should have taken the chain. <laughs> how yeah. this... oh, oh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, how are the spooky goth girls the faces now? That makes no sense to me. Yeah, also, we'll like, with it. look at Stokely. He does not look like the type of dude who carries around a chain as a weapon. He looks like the kind of guy who gets excited over doing taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, visually just made no sense. But uh, great match. Like, I think that's probably Sky Blue's best performance, in my opinion. Like, her moves look good, crisp. Her timing was fantastic. That Destroyer was cool. Her Code Blue actually hit like she's been pretty yeah 50 50 on that one so no good job to her uh stats always amazing uh for me match of the night like the wrestling on the show def definitely took a back seat to all the uh build up and um yeah it was it was good as well paced didn't overstay its welcome i was really into it and for me going into the going into a commercial break that press slam into the crowd i was like hey it's not a tope rise and rolling on i loved it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i agree this was a pretty fun match i thought these two worked well together uh not much else to say other than that i was just kind of feeling like i feel like the next match for julia hart is the chris statlander rematch because that kind of makes sense and then you could probably have julia hart retain that'd be a good win for her and then maybe this dynasty pay-per-view, maybe double or nothing. If she's healthy by then, that'll be your I don't know. I think there's a lot of options to take that belt off her. You got Deeb, you got Diana Parazzo, you got Thunder Rosa. Like there's a lot of good options for people that could use a little bit more screen time. And like I love Julia Hart, but I think maybe this title reign should end and then like just give another woman a title run for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Because she's only like the third holder of this belt, right? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be a horrible thing to have another one. And she's only 22. She'll have plenty of other title reign opportunities. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me think oh, here. And they did the spot of the night. And it wasn't someone spiking someone's head on the mat. So I'll give them props for that. It was a good spot of the night this week. Did you catch how first Excalibur said, uh, here's Sky Blue in the move of the night. But then it was Julia hitting yeah, her that. with the belt. It's like, oh, actually, Julia got <laughs> the move of the night. Beautiful- but then it- Code but then blue. it was sky blue hitting her code blue. <laughs> Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, yeah, it was like, okay, yeah, look at that code blue. Oh, I guess it was Julia. Oh, it was the code blue. Like <laughs> it couldn't have been the whole sequence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh but yeah, at least it wasn't Madison Rain getting 
spiked on her head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? That would work in a wrestling match. It would work really well. Yeah. Yep, that'd be the thing to do if it were like really, really real. Mm-hmm. If I got I'll you a paralyzed my... Yeah. Why don't they do it more often? That's a joke. Well, That's I a mean... joke. <laughs> I mean, what if they did that in UFC? Just like for real. <laughs> they that oh, I think when they do lift someone up, it's like so much adrenaline. Like the the fight's over. Oh yeah. They yeah. the 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 air gets knocked out of their lungs. It's for yeah, real. No, like well, one time, um, guy spark plug of a dude, Matt Hughes. He was a pretty good wrestler. Uh, he he legit hit somebody with a German suplex, and the dude just tapped out. He's like, I don't want no more of this. I'm done. Like, not a submission. He just tapped out to a fucking wrestling move, and it was amazing. A shoot German suplex? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I got to get in the UFC. Uh, this is, like, back it. in the day, like, when, like, Liddell was in his prime and stuff. Mm, so. That's funny. That's, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's see here. After that, we get Nicholas and Matthew Jackson still looking for Sting. They find his locker room. Matthew warns Nicholas about Sting's state of mind. Uh, they go in, and there are baseball bats hanging everywhere from the ceiling. Uh, then they get a cool shot with Matthew looking in the mirror. Uh, looking back at the camera, uh, pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, one one more nice little nugget yeah, that I was yeah. like, "Ooh, keep selling that was, this." That was an homage to Sting's final uh, promo for uh, Nitro. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my oh, gosh, cool. Yeah, wow, yeah, he's in man, a very man. similar room with bats and stuff. That's sick. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh. Yeah, after that, we Not get... Not as good as this next stuff, let me tell you. Technically the main event. Uh, Lionheart Chris Jericho versus CMLL's Atlantis Jr. Uh, he got the old ring gear and theme music. Uh, we didn't get a full reinvented uh, Chris Jericho, but I guess we got kind of a compromise. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't two uh, months, it was... Two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis Jr. came out with his father, Atlantis Sr. Uh, Atlantis tried to shake hands with Jericho, but Jericho slapped him. We got some monkey flips to Jericho, but Jericho gets walls of Jericho on Atlantis, and he gets to the ropes. Uh, Jericho tries to take... Atlantis's mask off. Aubrey tries to help Atlantis Jr. Uh, put his mask back on, but Atlantis Sr. chokes Jericho with a towel. Uh, I was like, man, who's heel? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, uh, Atlantis Jr. and Sr. try to powerbomb Jericho on the steps. Uh, they mess up on the first try. Uh, Jericho reverses, causing Atlantis Jr. to land on the steps. Uh, Atlantis uh, ducks or does a wheelbarrow German suplex to Jericho for a two count. 
Jericho dives uh, or drives Atlantis Jr.'s face onto the mat from the top turnbuckle. Atlantis Jr. dives on Jericho from uh, the ring to the floor. Jericho does a Frankensteiner to Atlantis Jr. And Atlantis gets Jericho in his torture rack-like finisher. But Jericho gets out of it and gets him in the walls of Jericho. Uh, then the Lion Tamer and Atlantis Sr. throws in the towel. Um, in the end, they all hug, and uh, it was a feel-good moment. Sure. Uh, did it make you feel good? Uh, no, no. It made me feel no. like we had a wrestling match. I've said this before. It's a lot harder to get someone over and defeat than these wrestling companies and wrestlers think. Not to say like, oh, I know more than them, but like this made Atlantis Jr. look like a chump in every single way. Like I, if I were booking this match, I'd have Atlantis Jr. win the damn thing because that makes him look good. That makes him look better. It's, oh, this guy came over. He's the son of the guy who got Jericho into wrestling in the first place, and he just beat him in the main event of Dynamite. Like, that'd be sick. That could make a headline. But no, his daddy threw in the towel. Like, even if you wanted him to lose, pinning him would be better. Because the Judas effect is at least protected, right? So that's fine. I don't like it, but it's fine. He could have had him tap out. It's at least of his own volition. He chose to end the match. And I thought of the Danielson-Okada match at Forbidden Door 2 or whatever, where they were like, oh, Okada tapped out because he's got the G1 to think about. He doesn't want to go into that with an injury. And that's like he's thinking of a bigger picture here. And you could have that for Atlantis Jr. He is a champion. He is a champion for Christ's sake. He could have gone, oh, he doesn't want to get an injury with his title run. Like, yeah. Or he could have passed out, make him look badass, right? Like, any of those would have been better than his daddy threw in the towel. And unless you're setting up an Atlantis Sr. and Jericho match down the line, I don't think it was a good call. And this match, like, Atlantis Jr. didn't get enough in to make him go, oh, wow, this is a standout guy. I should pay attention to him. Like, even just a trios match with Volador Jr., I was like, that's a guy I want to pay attention to. When he's around, I'm watching. And Hechicero got his own match. But again, in that trios match, if you had only watched that, you would have gone, this guy is something special. We should keep our eye on him when he's around. But, like, I don't care about this Atlantis Jr. because he looks like a chump. Yeah, I was not impressed. He was no Hechicero, no Volador Jr. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got two things good that came out of this segment. One, I got to hear me some Rob Zombie, loves me some Rob Zombie. Okay, and two, uh, Chris Jericho did not find a way to insert himself into the pay per view. He is in the pay-per-view. He is. He is. Oh, yeah, he's in the yeah. sneaking match. Uh, Again, if Wardlow's pinning him, I'm okay. Uh, well, telling, I guess I'm Wardlow. handing in my credentials. I was incorrect. <laughs> Jericho's pinning Wardlow. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I, I can take Takeshita losing. I can take Swerve losing. I can take Garcia losing. 
if Wardlow loses the Wardlow match, I'm out. I quit this podcast. <laughs> to Jericho of all people. I quit this podcast if that happens. I, I call it right. <laughs> then like Tony Khan's like, I'm so sick of this podcast. Jericho, you're winning. <laughs> yep. Jericho, you're tapping him out. Ooh, taps out to not even the lion tamer, just the walls. Uh, Ooh. Would it be like MGF's it? And he's like, I'll win you with the headlock takeover. <laughs> uh. Ooh, he power bombs Wardlow. Uh, we were so excited for Meat Madness, and now we're like, Jericho's gonna win it, and he's gonna beat Wardlow, the guy who the match is for. Uh. Just look at us, like, terrified of all the possibilities of how Jericho can win. Oh, uh, that's real in, heat, baby. Jericho We're talking about that. We should be excited for this match. We're like, yeah, there'll be a Haas Fest. We're like, oh, Jericho's going to win. We're all going to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Woo. I don't anyway, hate can we Jericho. talk about the good just, thing on this show? Just, yeah, yeah. All right, we've got the final segment of the match. Uh, let's see. Nicholas and Matthew Jackson walk to the ring. Nicholas uh, flips a sting mask off of a fan, but one of the fans is Darby Allen. Darby charges the Bucks, but they take him out. Uh, they choke him with the bat, give him the EVP trigger, uh, hit him with the bat some more. Uh, then we get Ric Flair's music hitting. Uh, Ric Flair comes to the ring. The Bucks hand him a bat, but Ric Flair pokes Nicholas Jackson in the eyes and chops Matthew Jackson. Uh, Nicholas ends up low-blowing Ric Flair, and the Young Bucks attack Ric Flair. Uh, the Young Bucks, uh, let's see, uh, Sting's music hits. Uh, the Young Bucks walk up to the ramp to ambush Sting, but, oh my gosh, Sting repels from the rafters down to the floor. Uh, Darby Allen coffin drops Nick and Matthew Jackson. Sting gets in the ring and Scorpion death drops Nicholas. Uh, and they stand tall. Uh, Ric Flair was there smiling on the ground. Uh, really great moment. Sting looked, man, like they they made him look like freaking a superhero right chandler oh i was gonna say uh i know it was just a little extra harnessing to keep things keep things super safe but a i'm okay with that because that's a dangerous stunt and b it made him look even cooler i was saying it like reminded me of batman because i just watched batman begins in the dark night and i've been playing through the first two batman arkham games for the first time and i was like Geez, Sting looks so badass in this. Like, holy shit. And then he repelled down. That was awesome. The only, like, this is a very, very teeny nitpick is Sting let Darby get beat up for a long time. And then he let Ric Flair get beat up. But I get it. That's the point. You have one guy come out. You have the Ric Flair turn. And then you have Sting save the day. Like, that's all what this was for. And it worked. It was awesome. So, yeah, a lot of people are talking about this. Uh, 
big moment. How, how do you uh, feel about everything, Chad? Oh my gosh, I loved it. Like I, I've been wanting since he came back to have that one iconic shot of him up in the rafters, and this was the closest thing I could get. And then they had the friggin' sixty-five-year-old man rappel down from the rafters. Like that's friggin' amazing. Like I'm sure. Like way to way to give him what he wants and like really just like you know here's your career in a nutshell and that was amazing. Uh, some other stuff I really liked about this part, it, which is when the EVPs came out, that piano music was awesome. I, I don't know if they used that yet, and I just not noticed or yeah, they have. Yeah, they I did it for the top flight match. Yeah, I I, I really dug that. So that, uh, all in all, it was good. Like. Even the Ric Flair stuff, I kind of thought was great. It, it was funny. It was oh, I thought of Joe Biden. I was like, if you put Joe Biden in a ring, it looked like that. But it, it, again, yeah. it was fine. He it didn't had get, a Three Stooges feel to it. He didn't Boy. get far. That's what I'll say. It's not like he like gave him a black eye or anything. Yeah. He he held him off for a minute, you know? Yeah, more of the surprise than anything. Like, yeah. this is a 70-year-old man trying to Stop it. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a very good end to the show, and it makes me really excited for this match. I mean, I was dreading this tag match. I thought it was such a stupid idea to have the Young Bucks be the last opponent, but they're pulling it out the bag. They're really making it work, and I'm genuinely excited for it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of cartoonish, I bet, and goofy, but uh I'll be there for it. It'll be great. It's you know, so, so not every match needs to be uh, uh, Hangman and uh, a Swerve. You know, sometimes you just want a, something fun where it's going to put a smile on your face and you can eat some popcorn and just enjoy. You'll have your sweaty match with the Kesha John Osprey, and you'll have your drama with the main event, or not the main event, but the world title triple threat. Like, that'll be full of drama. And it's not like this won't be, but it, it'll be a little bit more camp. I mean... Who knows what kind of run-ins you could have? You'll definitely have some of Sting's, you know, friends in the crowd. Yeah, you won't have that Kevin Nash guy because he yeah. can go suck an egg. But yeah, Luger's gonna be there, I hear. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wonder if he'll. Uh, I wonder if he'll drive the Lex Express in. That's, that's Sting's private chariot. <laughs> Only if he wears a puffy shirt. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, no, they cut and they just cut away to him showing up at the Mall of America wondering where the match is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but man, yeah. I uh I popped big time, got teary-eyed, like I'm you know, watching it unfold and thinking, like, what how am I watching this right now? Like it's 2024. Yeah. They this keep making him look younger. And now they keep dude. Like he, I like, I know he's sixty five. I could have believed he was forty five, which is a big difference in wrestling. So yeah, yeah. To put it in perspective, when he was doing this stuff originally, I was seventeen. I'm forty three now. <laughs> could you do that? Could you raffle down? I him? couldn't do that when I was seventeen. <laughs> uh, this guy. It's why he's so great, and I think. It should be a good retirement, no matter what. Honestly, ah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end really uh, 
really special on that pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah, how many wrestlers actually get to go out in a very cool way? Well, we'll have a we'll have a prop bet in our predictions video about will this be Sting's last match? So make sure you want to check that out yeah. when we get there. But do we want to we want to do our highs and lows? I already have my high, and I think I know Dave's high. But do we want to say him? Might as well. It's, it seems to be tradition at this point. Yeah, Dave, you want to start yeah. us off? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, my high Sting repelling from the ceiling. Uh, magical moment. Uh, uh, yeah, AEW and Tony Khan did a great job of creating that moment. Like, it's going to be remembered. It was pretty big. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, low point for me, uh, I'll have to go with my usual and give it to Jericho every time he's on the show. Huh. Interesting. How about you, Chandler? I think for my high, I'm going to steal from Dave. It'll be the Sting Repel spot, but I could also just widen that to all the Young Bucks, Sting, and Darby storyline throughout the show. It was the best part. It was really well done. My low point would easily be the ending of the Jericho match. Like that specifically makes everyone look bad. So it doesn't get me interested in this new young star. It doesn't make me interested in Jericho. Like none of it was good. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna pull pull my pull what you guys said out of my answers and pick a couple different things just to uh, spotlight some stuff. Uh, my high for me was the women's match. I think it's the best women's match I've seen on TV, AEW TV specifically, in quite some time. Like they got a decent amount of time and they had a very good match. Uh, then for me, my low. Uh, no, don't say Jericho. Don't say Jericho. Don't say Jericho. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Uh, I was really high on them, but every every week they have these kind of generic things and it's not really going anywhere and i just feel like it's spinning its wheels it's the same segment every week yeah uh, they're so. getting watered down well i think they had a plan and that plan fell through and they were like well this is over and we made the merch so we should yeah. keep selling it and selling the merch and then they'll wait for the crowd reaction to die down and then they'll have the Bang, bang, gang turn. Or they're waiting on Juice Robinson to come back, and that's when they'll turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good uh, go-home episode of Dynamite. Uh, I, I was okay with the whole thing. I know you, Chandler, you liked the beginning and the end, the bookends. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good show overall. How do you feel about the show overall, Chad? I liked it. Um, you know, I like when every now and then, like, AEW will do shows like this, which kind of goes outside their normal format. And I, I, it held my attention. Like, even the parts I wasn't really super hot on, I wasn't, like, staring at my phone. I was like, oh, this is, at least is different. And sometimes that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah I think I'm not sure what we... I was going to say, upon review, there was a lot more stuff that I liked. I think I just really wasn't interested in the opening match, and that kind of lulled me down a bit. But the OC-Nick Wayne match was a lot of fun. The 
Osprey to catch the promo segment was what it needed to be. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. And then the yeah. women's match was pretty damn good. I did forget about that. So I, I think in hindsight, it was better than I was thinking upon watch. Uh, yeah, Osprey felt like a big deal to me when they introduced him. Yeah, and we didn't talk about it much, too. When he talks, I don't feel like he's cutting a promo. I feel like he's actually just talking to the talking to the crowd. Like he's so natural at it. It's like almost like Sting levels. Like Sting is the very same way. When he goes into the ring, he's ne- never feels like he's cutting a wrestling promo so much as he's just talking. It's really cool. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, we're gonna be having our revolution 2024 predictions video um dropping uh not too far after i guess uh this video dropping uh but yeah uh definitely check that out we're gonna have uh all of our picks for all the matches we're looking at i think nine matches uh for oh, the they're pay-per-view. gonna add four on the pre-show just you wait yeah, they they got Hook and uh, Cage out of there now. So <laughs> let's see. Give us a Brian Keith and Aminata. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Wheeler Yuta, he's injured or something, so he won't be on. Injured. There. Yep. They'll figure yeah. something out. Uh, Trent match. The Trent versus Mike Bennett. You'll have. <laughs> You'll have another TNT battle royale because you gotta have someone get the title back when Garcia takes it off of Christian. Like spoilers, guys, but come on. They'll have it be like money in the bank again. Twice again. Twice in a row. That'd be hilarious. Uh it's revealed that Christian's booking all these matches and they're like, hey, knock it off. Yeah. Who's this C Cage who keeps wanting a anywhere, anytime battle royale for the TNT Championship? And why is Kill Switch always winning it? Right. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, I think that just about does it for our review of Dynamite. Um, again, don't forget to uh, subscribe, uh, leave us a comment, and uh, hit that like button. We really appreciate the support. We're trying to get to 250 subscribers. Uh, we're chugging along. And uh, yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I believe, Chad, there's something going on on the audio realm with our channel too, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, if these YouTube videos get a little too long to watch, you can check us out uh, where all major audio podcasts are found. Uh, we put those up there on places like Spotify and Apple. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Good for your drive or uh, fall asleep, too. Or my dulcet tones, specifically. Mm. Yeah, I just got a job where not to name names, but I'm driving a van for a guy named Jeff, if you catch my cold, and I got plenty of time to listen to whatever I want, so I'll just go back through our uh, catalog here and see how we can improve, but we're already going to pass. Like, there's no need for improving. But while you're at it, make sure to check out our short-form content as well. You guys got anything coming down the docket you want to tease a little bit? Any any teases you want to throw out there? Dave, you got anything? Working on a few old projects uh, on the back burner. Um, 
yeah nothing nothing ready to upload quite yet but uh definitely got a, a couple good ideas written down that i'd like to execute i know you were uh, going to make a history of the rack attack right yeah yeah <laughs> do you know whose move that was dave no nikki bella uh -huh. oh my gosh <laughs> What did the other Bella do? Mode. Yeah, she she annoyed the other opponent yeah. with her intro because it would be like Primo. <laughs> it was great, great time to watch women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah I'm, I bet. I, I'm slowly working on uh, my top five finishing moves, and I have another idea of uh, doing like wrestling uh, wrestling speak 101 because. Uh, my wife, uh, who also tries to listen to us, is like, I never know what you guys are talking about. So I was thinking of doing like quick little, uh, quick little inserts, like when when I say shoot, I mean this type. Oh of thing. yeah. So uh, I have a habit of sometimes talking like that in public. So I'll be like, oh, they're working themselves into a shoot, brother, and they look yeah. at they look at me like I'm insane, which that makes sense because that is an insane sense to say. Yeah. But like to me, like oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I, I refer to people being kayfabe in real life, they're like, what? Keep it yeah. kayfabe, brother. They're like, huh? It's not going to work for me, brother. Oh, that's not working for that, me, that, brother. That doesn't work with my bosses like it does with Hulk Hogan and his. I don't know why. Yeah, it worked for me when I was there. Did your creative control contract <laughs> yeah. run out? You got to renew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, yeah. All right, yeah. That just about wraps it up, I believe. Uh, thank you, everyone out there, for checking us out. Uh, hopefully, we have uh, a uh, opinion or a certain insight that you enjoyed, uh, or you just like to hear our uh, viewpoint on uh, AEW in, at the moment. Uh, but yeah. I think that'll about do it. Uh, thank you, Chandler. Thank you, Chad, for joining. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. No worries. I really love doing this. And uh, we will definitely uh, see everyone next time. Uh, thank you for watching. And have a good one. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye.